Hey guys, thanks for taking the drive down State Street. In today's episode, we welcome owner of Vinny's Gym and powerlifting champion, Vinny Odeffer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to State Street, where we give voice to the everyday person. This is the co-host of Voice, Nick Kleitch, and with me today, uh, just Cole, in fact. Cole, how's it going, brother? Good, man. I'm excited to to have our, our next guest on State Street. It's always awesome when we get to add somebody new to uh, to the street. We're starting to build a, a pretty sweet community and a pretty sweet neighborhood here on State Street, man. It's It's exciting to see the growth and um, every single person we bring on is very, very unique in their own way, in their own nature, in their own thought, in their own action. Uh, and, uh, our guest today, I'll allow you to do his introduction, but, uh, our guest today is no exception to that rule. And, uh, very, um, and I say this very endearingly, but very just simple conversation, which I think could be very refreshing to a lot of people being that we've had a lot of a lot of guests that have been very deep, very deep conversations, been very thoughtful, which we really appreciate and and are very thankful for. But uh, very simple conversation. It's like, hey, we're doing what we what we're doing what makes us feel good, and there's no replacement for that. There's no there's no antidote that that can supplement that feeling and and doing the things that just make us feel good and doing what we like to do. Yeah, you you gotta love uh, individuals like that to balance you out. Uh, one quick note: so Jeremy will not be on this episode of State Street. Just so you guys, if you're predicting to hear his voice, uh, he just won't be on on this one. Um, back to introdu- uh, introducing the guest, though. Uh, so, folks that know my good man Vinny Odeffer, uh, one of my good friends, always a guy that you could count on for being there for you. Uh, we go into detail on his kind of childhood, unique qualities about his family and his upbringing. Uh, do talk a little bit on college sports uh, and some pros and cons and details there. Uh, but ultimately, uh, him owning a gym and doing some really cool things for the community uh, and the loyal folks there in uh, small town Iowa. Uh, I will admit uh, that this was nice having another one of us on the podcast here today as far as small town folks from uh from Iowa but yeah Vinny Vinny was great uh we talk a lot about his uh, I would say interest passion and uh overall motivation um just towards life and and what he wants to do so uh he is a man that likes using quotes to uh motivate himself so one of my favorite quotes that he has actually up in his gym uh but I will lead off with this as he listens to it is excuses don't burn calories so residents, tune in, let's get ready to go, and uh, let's get the interview. Benny, what's going on, brother? Fellas, how we doing? How we doing? Doing well, man. Welcome to State Street. How, how are you uh, How you feeling this week? It's good to be here, man. I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm excited for this. Uh, it's good to see you. It's always a good time. And Cole, man, it's good to see you too. So I'm just excited to talk to you guys and end kind of a, a nice day with a couple of good guys. Yeah, Vinny, we're excited to have you, man. You're uh, you're a guy that has a spice for life. Obviously, um, I got to know you in in school, and um, you're uh, you're a pretty entrepreneurial guy. It's kind of a, a side I didn't really get to see of you. I saw you in more social settings um, on most occasions, but it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see how your spice for life. Uh, and your passion for the fitness world, but also 
um, personal growth blends in very, very nicely with your entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, and obviously we'll dive into that a little bit, but I'll turn it back to Nick and, and have him introduce you, Vinny, and, and tell tell our State Street residents a little bit about yourself and, and who you are, where you come from, all the good stuff. You bet. So I uh, first off just wanted to thank you, Vinny, for coming on. You did us a huge favor by being able to come on this week and, and talk shop. Um, we're going to get into, for the residents' knowledge here, we're going to get into a lot of different things along the fitness lines, primarily weight training. Uh, Vinny does own a gym um, and some other things I'm going to say for the topic of conversation. But we're going to turn it to you, Vin. Uh, tell these guys just a little bit about uh, where you grew up and where you are today. Yeah. Um, it's good to be here. It's always good to see you. But yeah. Um... Born and raised Strawberry Point, Iowa, so not too far, not too far from you. And I grew up on a farm, big family, so always had something to do. We we're always running around, but yeah. Um, after that, went to college with you at Upper Iowa. Had a great time there. Met some really cool guys. So I made a made a lot of memories, but uh, always knew I wanted to be back in Strawberry at some point, hometown. So you know, now I'm now I'm back here doing some doing some coaching, doing some work in town. And then uh, also got the gym like you talked about. So that's always, it's always exciting getting to see some friends come back and, and hang out there. So, but yeah, that's, that's me. Hell yeah, man. And actually fun fact for the residents. So how many people are in your family? So uh, I am number 13 of the kids. My parents had 13. Just, oh, man. just past four or five, which is great. <laughs> let's, uh, let's dive in a little bit. So you said um, 13. So are you, how, how are family gatherings? Oh, they're awesome. That's, it's, it's a great time. It's something you look forward to every year because not everybody can always be together on, on, on little stuff. You wish you could, but you can't. So, right. you know, we kind of have Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Easter as our main ones that most of the time everybody can make it back to. Um, and if you can't, you're definitely missed. But uh, no, it's, it's a wild time. Lots of kids running around. There's lots of grandkids. Um, so chaos is always always uh promised but uh you know it's good you could plenty of time to, to catch up because like i said you know big family you don't get to see everybody all the time but holidays something we all look forward to yeah absolutely do you guys have to rent out like a uh, a community center or how do you guys do that for well for some for some sides of my family um now like they'll do a community center or their church hall oh okay but for like just my immediate family no we uh we always go to the house so you know back home actually this is a big year because we had our first one in my mom's new house so she uh she moved off the farmhouse and she's got a new house so it it was special to have the first few holidays in that house lots of memories and i remember the first one actually they weren't even you know finished inside the house so it was just you know had the boards down on the floor the walls were painted she got the walls painted um she was working hard to get that i remember the day before my sisters were all sweeping and getting everything ready because um, the guy, you know, was working hard to get it ready for us to have Easter. Okay. So, um, you know, he, uh, he had, you know, a little bit of what you'd expect a mess. So they were all cleaning that up and everybody was, oh, it was exciting. You know, even though we had it, we threw a rug down for the presents and had the tree, <laughs> but it was nice. Yeah. Um, definitely a, a memory that'll last forever for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Benny, really quick, just to that point. 
So growing up with, I mean, with a, a whole ton of, of, of brothers, sisters, and, and just frankly, people around, I mean, when it comes to family gatherings like that and you're getting people together, I mean, I know just personal and, and my mom will hear this and so she'll appreciate this, but like anytime we were hosting for Christmas or Thanksgiving, you wake up and it's like instant chaos. You're trying to get the house clean. You're trying to get things set in the right spot or get food cooked. I mean, was it just like mass chaos or were you guys a pretty regimented family? And it's like, everybody knows their job. Everybody knows the details of their job and everybody's in one specific place at one specific time. No, no, it's, uh, it's kind of show up. Um, you know, as people show up, they start filling into whatever role is left to do you know mm-hmm. so it's kind of luck of the draw when you show up like hey you know uh, for my brothers it's always who's cutting the turkey so um you know which one the older one or the one younger than him comes first they got the job and then sisters they all just fall i don't know they're great they they love it you know that's the first thing they get there and it's what right should i have to first so they're uh i guess pretty organized when it comes down to it everybody knows and then some of our jobs is just to stay out of the way that's my job so <laughs> we usually find a spot at the table and we're chilling um and watch everything go down but no it's good like i said tons of grandkids too so they're the they're the chaos the adults are pretty uh they got it down by now we've had plenty of holidays well i was gonna say with with all that with 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 all the all the kids all the grandkids and then obviously parents on top of it i mean there's got to be some serious um brownie points thrown to your family in general because i'm sure do like doing stuff like that is uh, just getting getting prepared to to put on like a holiday or even just a family get together is a task in itself um it's uh no that's cool would you say Vinny? so your role i'm just curious are you be saying that saying that you're being the you're the guy that's like i'm just gonna stay out of the way i don't we don't need too many cooks in the kitchen so to speak uh, are you the guy that's just like, Hey, I'm going to bring a bag of chips. I'm going to, you know, if, if mom asks me to grab a couple folding chairs, like we're going to do that. Is that, is that the kind of role you play? Cause that's the role I play. That's funny. I, I'm actually, I'm around quite a bit. So mm. I'm usually, you know, the guy before, you know, the day before we're moving chairs up from the base, something like that, you know, sure. Um, that's my role. And then the day of, like you said, I'm, I'm out of the way <laughs> saying, please. And thank you. You know, and everybody's in a good mood, so uh, it's it's nice to be off to the side and just watch. <laughs> Get to relax sure. a little. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Nick, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll turn it back to you. I'm sorry for getting off on that tangent, but I was just curious. <laughs> no, no, it's all good, man. I uh, I think it's fun to pull that uniqueness out of out of Vinny because not many people I know have such a large family and knowing Vinny well I it, it totally makes sense that he does the work beforehand and then on the the day of he's probably just you know waking up maybe 10 a.m stroll down grab a cup of coffee and hanging out keeping the grand, grandkids occupied but um cool man well let's get to the bread and butter of Vinny Odeffer so you are a young man that I have known since college and in high school a little bit, but you've just been, always been around sports and fitness. So in college, uh, or let, let me have you explain. So what sports did you do in high school? And then we'll go to college and then post-college as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just in high school, you had football, basketball, or wrestling. Uh, I actually did a little bit of both. I'm trying to find which one I like more, I guess. Um, so that went on to track season after that, and then there was baseball as well. And then I actually went out for golf with track because we were allowed to nice. do that. So, yep, love sports. Always with the guys, you know, competing. It's, it's a good time. But after that, I uh, decided to go and play uh, football at Upper Iowa, which great decision. Like I said, met a lot of good guys. But, yeah, I mean, 
I just knew I wanted to play. I wanted to be do something competitive in college, and you know, football was the one that I loved the most. Still do, but yeah, I had um, you know, so I was there for a, a long time. And while you're there, you always play the rec sports. You know, we're always doing different stuff like that. You guys had flag football, absolutely. Right? We got to play basketball and and the softball, mm-hmm. which baseball players were not allowed to do, which uh, probably would have been a bloodbath. But no, that's uh, what else you know for a guy anyway. Competing, I, that's right. just keeps things interesting and it's it's always a fun time when you got good guys around you to do it with and i thought we had a great group there <laughs> oh absolutely and i'm sure that you met so many good dudes through the grapevine it's amazing how in high school you compete against people that are like from the area but at the time you think everyone's like a dick or you think everyone's like you know oh, yeah but then you go to college and it's all the same people <laughs> doing the same thing yeah. you know you become good teammates um that's awesome uh, so how was how was college football comparatively to high school football? I mean, was it different in a competitive level or just kind of walk us through that? Oh, yeah, different in, in pretty much every way. And, you know, we're a little bit smaller, um, you know, town high school, even, you know, you guys compared to a huge high school. So who knows what that, that program looks like. But, yeah, you go to college and just everything's way more detailed. Uh, that was the first thing I noticed. I mean, practice every you know, every minute is scripted towards something and there's, you know, plans for what they're going to do. Each coach knows, and it's down to a T, what you'd expect it to be. Um, in high school, I think coaches are more rolling with, you know, maybe a little bit of a time schedule and what they have to do. But uh, as far as each individual player and what they're doing, it's not as focused. So that was the first thing. Attention to detail was crazy there. Their coaches work nonstop. I don't know how, how college coaches do it because I mean, they were there anytime we were ever there. And if you showed up odd hours for something, forgot something in the locker room, whatever, four in the morning, you had to get it before class. I mean, they're upstairs in their office like, what? You guys ever go home? But yeah, so I don't know. A lot of, lot of detail there, but bigger is, is the thing that sticks out on the field. Bigger. Everybody is big. <laughs> and the big guys are fast, too. So that was the and biggest difference. To, to give context to people listening to this, Vinny, how tall are you? <laughs> six Six foot. <laughs> six foot like 250 right how, how dare you ask him that question <laughs> ball two uh, uh, i'm five five i'm five 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 but you're compl- like you're you're rocked up like you are a solid dude you're strong as shit you're fast as shit so you're like a little ball of muscle that can run just about anything over so i, I i'm just curious and i i wanted to give that context yes to to throw a jab but also for people not being able to see us to hear it um I'm just so I'm curious. You said like you knew you wanted to do something competitive. When you when you have that moment, whenever it is, whether it's middle school, whether it's a young kid, you're a senior in high school, whenever you have that moment of like, yeah, I want to do something competitive when I'm in college, is it is, is there any future thought? Because I know for me, it was more so I want to play college baseball because I want to set myself up with good life habits, getting on a workout schedule, eating clean. staying structured during like for getting homework done assignments done that sort of thing so that when I got out of school it was like okay I'm a task person where it's like I got to organize my time well so I can get stuff done whereas you know when I'm in school it's assignments it's homework it's studying for tests you get into the real world it's jobs answering emails making calls answering voicemails those kinds of things um as well as the good habits of continuing to work out, continuing to be a people person, being a social individual. Was there any sort of like future thought to it? Or was it, I mean, was it a, a true, like in the, mo- in the moment, present, I just, I need to get my competitive juices out while I'm in school? Those 
honestly, I went in, you know, you go in pretty young. So I was just thinking, mm-hmm. I want to keep playing football. I, I mm-hmm. loved football. I loved like, you know, watching it, but playing it was just, I don't know. It's so just such an awesome thing at that time when I went to college, honestly, I just thought I want to keep playing this game. No, go, you go through that huge transition at college and when you figure all that stuff out, and I'm mm-hmm. sure you guys did the same thing, which is cool because you get to look back on those times and think, wow, that was special how much, you know, I really cared about that, that I didn't even think about <laughs> the right. real world when it came to it. I just wanted right. you know, So it's pretty cool. But no, to be honest, yeah, when I went in, I just, you know, felt I was young. I, as we went on uh, going through, figured things out, and I knew that I loved the the camaraderie part of it i knew Mm -hmm. i wanted in life whatever i was going to do i wanted to be hanging out with people that i liked that i you know could kind of choose and you know that's kind of where after that everything lit up i mean i mean the light right off i knew what i wanted to do i knew what i had to do to do it and then after that i just i kind of fell on the path and went went for it (laughs) yeah and you said something really key i know nick has a question for you so i'm going to turn it to him quick but you said something that is really really important that's that was super impactful for me and kind of the same way that you said, but you kind of get to pick or you get placed into a friend group, which is super advantageous for someone in school, especially going in as like a young 18, maybe 19 year old. It's like, cool. I got like a group of friends already. You're not walking on campus the first day being like, okay, I don't know anybody. Who am I going to meet? Like, what's my social circle and have to like kind of form that weirdly over the course of like a few weeks, a few months, you're thrust into a group of people that a lot of those people already, a lot of those guys or girls for, for girls that are listening already know each other from being on the team in prior years. So it's like, you're the new guy. Yeah. You got to earn your stripes a little bit. You got to get to know everybody. You have to make the effort because everyone else already knows each other. Uh, but you're exactly right in the fact that it, you're thrust into that, like that, that friend group that you're already kind of, uh, you already become accustomed to just being with them every day. And, and you do get kind of, uh, to pick and choose that, which is kind of advantageous. Nick, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 you're good, man. I was just going to to say to Vinny's point, actually, I, I was the same. I always admire you for having that mindset because I was not mature when I was going to college. Like, I literally just want to extend playing sports and just I knew like weight training was something I enjoyed. So I wanted to continue that. But truth be told, I mean, I just wanted to keep going and I didn't I knew I like wasn't necessarily uh, ready to give up and just play intramurals. I know the intramurals are intense at some places, which is fair, but I, I'm like him. I had that sense of like, I just wanted to, to continue to play at the next level. So um, let's, uh, let's turn a little bit to lessons learned and then we can get into where you are today and some of the other cool things you've been able to do. What's like two or three things that you took away from college football that you think have like translated into life um, that, that you're living now? Oh, I guess a big one, just from all the people you meet, you realize that you can get better in some way almost every day. Like just, and it might be a thousand different categories, but it's different. And and that many people, it's something that you're like, wow, like that guy has that, you know, good trader. He's something, whatever it is. You're just like, well, like I could probably get better at that. I'm not, you know, like, uh, but I'd say just the variety of people and getting to see all the different ways that you can act or the different values you can have, how you can care about stuff and like realize that nobody's right. I mean, whatever it feels to you, as long as it's real is, is the best thing. So how to be yourself is a, is a short way to put that. Uh, just be yourself. And I love that about college. Everyone, as you go on, you, you know, through the years, you get to do that third, fourth year and you really just start to see people's 
really blossom because you know you've met the real them and you can kind of get onto that next point with that friendship so yeah, yeah that's that and then um another lesson i guess is just hard work is is going to pay off eventually um it's always stuck with me just watching the different athletes in different sports not just football but the ones that you knew were putting in the time day in and day out and you just saw the success that they had repeatedly and you just knew that you know they were blessed with some ability but at the same time they're running with it and so that was cool to see that it does pay off no matter what the hard work so yeah Maybe. no those are Oh, sorry. Maybe, Go ahead. Um, I'm going to ask you just a really, really softball question before Nick keeps us going. Um, and so this is going to be a layup, but I, I want you to be very open and honest with your answer. Um, and I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves by, by you know, talking about your gym and, and all that stuff. But now that you are an entrepreneur, just to keep the, the term general, um, you talked about details, like how detailed college football truly is. And no matter what level you're playing at, right? Like all the way from division one Clemson, you know, the like Clemson tigers down to division three, like middle of nowhere state college or whatever. Right. Are you a much more detailed person because you played college football? No, not at all. No. Okay. Why? Honestly, I was more detailed before I loved, and I don't think that was a bad thing or, mm -hmm. and I'm not even sure college is why it changed. Um, honestly seeing it at football, but, um, I don't know, I guess I felt, I don't know about you guys, but de more detail. It felt like the more kind of exhausted I was after all the detailing <laughs> and then getting to the, what I was detailing out and wanted to do, you know, kind of became, I don't know, something else, but, uh, I guess that's why I stopped doing it, but no easy answer. <laughs> no, and that's fair. I, some people, I mean, I know for me, I'm much more detailed, not necessarily because I like because of the actual act of playing college baseball, but the lessons I took away, baseball is a very detailed game. So you start to look for those things. And um, I would say I am. I also find more details or I see things that maybe someone who didn't play a, a, a collegiate sport does see, especially when it pertains to to really anything. And obviously, I don't know the inner workings of every business or every performance or every musical act or every like whatever situation um but you do just kind of start to look when people are performing whether it's in their jobs or on a field or in a band or in a dance a dance team dance competition you start to at least i i start to look at okay how is this like is this person still smiling what is their body language what 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 can i look at them and not hear what can I what can I learn from them without having them tell me exactly what they're thinking? Those are the kind of things that I'm talking about with like details and all that. Oh yeah, okay. That isn't that the beauty of after playing a sport. I, I completely agree. Watching college football, you know, now you know ever yeah. since I started, like you said, it's it's a beautiful game to see and all the things that go into it and like you said, the all the details and you know those plans that had to be put ahead. You know everything that just just so happened to work out on that play, whatever it was that everybody that was the plan that was the mission and, and they accomplished it 100% like that's the beauty of it now you see that and you can just really appreciate it more than you ever could before it's it's amazing especially at those top levels like you talked about but any level really um in college and and obviously the pros but i mean that D1 level Alabama Clemson the, the SEC and how they run things and then you know the top tier NFL teams as well it's uh the well-oiled machine <laughs> so Vinny when you say you were more detailed before can you expand on that just a little bit and, and like let us know what that means? Because I'm curious by that. Yeah, so 
the first thing that came to my mind, honestly, was writing down workouts. Um, and I used to write, you know, each of them down every set. I'd, I'd write tallies after, you know, just that stuff. And I'm sure a lot of people kind of do that. And then also, you know, making to-do lists and schedules and stuff like that. Um, I, would, I would do that quite a bit. And once I got into college, uh, I realized, yeah, like I said before that, when I didn't do that and just focused on kind of what things were most important that I think of throughout the day. And, and that's, that's what I do now, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's all interesting. It's all great perspective, Nick. I'm sorry. I've, I've been rambling with Vinny. I'm, I'm like dominating this conversation. So I'll go back to you and I'll be quiet for a little bit. No, no, no. You're good, man. Um, one thing that I wish that I would have gone through with college sports now is I think, and maybe Vinny feels this way too, like when you're drawn to complexity because you want to understand everything and like how the game is played because you understand at that level, like other teams take advantages immediately of weaknesses and they see just the littlest things. Like they'll see the littlest, maybe uh lineman not lined up the right way or something like that. Maybe you can kind of expand on that a little bit. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, someone goes out and they see, you know, maybe that something's wrong. Um with that person, they're not going to come back in the game immediately. Oh, the game plan shifts right to that, that person that's coming in the game, especially if it's someone that doesn't have a lot of snaps. And they have all that coming down the headset right away. Hey, 22 is coming in, subbing in for an injury. He's only played, you know, one game and only has two snaps as a cornerback. Well, that pass is going to hit, you know. The next pass is probably going that way. But and that's a really simple way of putting stuff. But, yeah, things like that. Defensive linemen, let's say the same three guys have been in for, like, 10 plays in a row because you got a fast situation. And they only got, you know, their hands on the ground. You're probably going to run the ball just continuously until they get those three subbed out. And it's, you know, they're snapping the ball in less than 15 seconds. And all this is just, and everybody's in the right spot, no flags. You know, a lot of people don't appreciate that, how fast and just everything that's going down the the headphones as those offensive coordinators. Yeah, because like we see it in baseball. And for me, there was definitely a learning curve to get to that next level and higher level of play. And I'm sure it was the for all sports in college. But I think that is if your attention to detail before you go to college, I think that and I'm not sure. Did you experience that Cole? Did you like having the complexity or playing sports where you just keep it real simple? I mean, I think and if Jeremy were here, he'd be able to to attest to this. But like, I am definitely a keep it simple, stupid type of a person. I do not get mixed up in the numbers, the analytics, the the spin rates that Jeremy like loves so much and and is very fascinated by and and dives deep into and finds success, frankly, um, by following. I was always like, you know, hitting it's see ball, see ball, hit ball. Or, hey, this is what I see you're doing wrong. This isn't, this like, you look like you're doing something different. Why are you doing that? It's not working. Stop doing it. Go back to what you're doing. Do what feels natural. Like, yeah, like, practice is when you should be changing those things and, and tweaking and messing around and trying to do different things. It's when you get to the game, you got to let your body and your mind just take over and do what you have trained it and, and what it knows, really, frankly, how to do. Yeah, because some guys I think are drawn to that complexity, but then other guys are like, there's multiple guys I can think of. I'll, I'll, we'll move past this point and get to the next good stuff. But like they, they just enjoy not thinking at all. They just go do and they just go play, and they're very, very good at doing that. They don't want to know all the ins and outs. But I think my mind now going back to it would have enjoyed the 
like when these certain situations arise, do this, this thing, but, uh, it's happening as it should in life. So, uh, Vin, let's get to the good stuff, man. So you recently just competed in a weightlifting competition. I am so sorry. I don't know more about that, but I want you to, uh, just kind of highlight what you went through. I thought it was super cool, man. Yeah. I'll just, I mean, I'll give you the rundown as simple as I can make it. Um, it was a powerlifting meet. So the powerlifting meet is three lifts. You got the squat, then the bench, then the deadlift. Those are the three. You get three attempts at each lift, and then uh, whatever your highest numbers for each lift get added up. Those three sums are those three going to a sum, which is your total. And the competition is who can have the highest total at the end of the day. So that's that's what the main goal you're going after. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, let's un- unravel that a little bit. So was this just the state of Iowa or a certain district or like what was the competition level? Okay, man. So this one was. Uh, any out of state could go into, but it was just called the Iowa State Drug Tested Championships. So uh, uh, Jim in Des Moines put it on, and you know basically it was the state of Iowa championship for the drug tested division. And then there are different federations of powerlifting. I don't even know what to compare that to. Well, um, what other federations? <laughs> I don't. I don't know Impressive. if I. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. But there's different federations. So this is the the USBA uh, federation, which is U.S. Powerlifting Association. But, sure. There's different federations. Um, you know, there's kind of two main ones. That's one of the main ones. But you pretty much have to have a license in that to compete in it. Um, it's simple. You pay 50 bucks, you get a license. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought he went through this whole, this whole like education process to obtain that. But <laughs> to get some credit. But yeah, and then it was in Des Moines, obviously. Uh, this Des Moines gym put it on, but they put it on in an amphitheater. Uh, or not an amphitheater, but a, a theater in a school. And so that was pretty cool. They had it upstage, had a sweet backdrop. You're on stage lifting while, you know, you have the crowd obviously out in the seats. Uh, they had music blaring the whole time. Good crowd. Uh, a bunch of guys up on stage too, helping out. So they're a good. It's a great community of people. But yeah, it was fun. Um, like I said, having it in a the theater with the lights coming out is just cool. It was a cool experience. Yeah, because I feel like post sports, it's hard to replicate. Well, for football especially, I'm a little biased. Football is my number one, even though I played college baseball. When you get to that kickoff on whether it's Friday night, Saturday afternoon or even Saturday night if you're lucky, there's just something special about the aura and the air and the electricity. And it's hard to get that in normal life. So was it kind of like that? Is that why you did it? Or what were you just testing yourself mainly? Oh, hundred percent. That's what it was. You know, it's, it's one of those things that you only get one day like that, almost out of, out of the year, like one of those special days. It was just something I knew uh, I wanted to win. I'm a competitive person. So when I was training for it, the, the goal was to win. I don't want to, I don't want to leave in second place or worse. So it was, it was an easy objective, you know, let's win this. And then, uh, this sport powerlifting is just, you know, keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. Don't go outside the protocol of training. Uh, A lot of guys might try to go too hard or do different styles of training. You just got to stick to the program and, uh, it's hard for some people to do. You got to rest a lot, um, sleep a lot, eat a lot, and kind of just be a boring, a boring person. But, um, when you're motivated, you know, it's easy just to, to be bored and, and keep that end goal. That's I had that on my mind the whole time that day, what, what, what I was going to feel like on that day, if I just stuck to the plan and I knew I'd feel pretty powerful knowing I did everything I could possibly have done leading up to this day. Now let's just have fun and and do what I like to do is lift. So that's fucking awesome, man. Honestly. Well, and to that point, when you were like Cole and, and you and Vinny, I think are probably the most consistent motherfuckers that I have ever met in my life, like a day in day out, like you guys can just repeat, repeat, repeat. 
a man like me struggles often with that repetitive uh, cycle. But um, let's talk a little bit on training. So what was, did you have a training protocol that you made or did you get it from someone or? Um, I made it, but I mean, it would have been uh, turned in for plagiarism, I guess. You know, a lot of things online is where I get ideas from. Um, just different official, you know, papers or you can tell a little bit more credibility should come out of it than just somebody posting something on a wall or posting something on YouTube. But uh, there was a lot of good YouTube videos I watched too. Um, so I just took, you know, some of what, you know, worked and it's all pretty much the same thing, to be honest with you. Uh, the biggest keys were lifting the right amount of weight each day, not doing too much, even it's better to probably do too little. Uh, mm when it comes to the weight you were lifting for that day. Uh, so let's say like you're doing two reps of bench today and your protocol is five sets of two reps with three minutes in between for rest. Well, for a lot of guys, that's hard because it's just a boring workout and you're sitting around a lot. But, you, you know, it's, it's what you have to do to get stronger in the bench press. So um, knowing the right amount of weight that you were doing each day was, you know, according to your training max. That was the most important part. Gotcha. Gotcha. What was, uh, what was your strongest lift there? If you had to label one of the three deadlift for sure. Um, probably has to do something, not being the tallest guy there, but, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a good lift for me. Uh, I think it comes a lot from farming too. Just picking a lot of things up off the ground. So, but yeah, it's always been a, a strong one. Uh, the way I'm built, that's kind of how it is. Each power lifter has one that they're more built towards and that's usually their strongest lift for them. If you have a little bit shorter legs, deadlift, um, you know, if you have nice short arms then the bench press, but if you're a long, lankier person, then usually, you know, the squat actually can get pretty strong in that lift. So it just depends. But yeah, deadlift. Uh, and that was the one I was looking forward to because it's at the end of the powerlifting meet. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So uh, it's the most weight that'll be lifted is in the deadlift pretty consistently every meet. So they keep that as the very last lift in case anybody's going to try to make a jump to beat somebody for, you know, the total or something exciting. So usually the day's almost over, everyone's jacked up, you go out there for your last deadlift, and it's just an awesome environment. The whole, the whole day is cool, but leading up to that last lift, you know, it's, hey, it's, hey, no backing down now. Right. You want to say whatever cheesy thing you got to say, <laughs> uh, lay it all on the line. But yeah, it's the, the deadlift. And I, I saw a lot of different training things with the deadlift that um, I knew just made sense to me. and and that was probably the easiest one to stick to protocol. Like you talked about where did I get training stuff from? That was one that I had written down every day and I knew I wouldn't have a problem with sticking to it. Gotcha. Uh, bench, bench and squat. There were some days where I wanted to maybe veer off the path, but I just kept reminding myself not to. So when you, when you plan stuff out, sometimes it looks good. I don't know about you. Do you ever write down a workout before? Sometimes it looks good. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you get in there and it goes good. Sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. Right. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I, I, uh, I would say half the time I'm I'm really really regimented on what I want to accomplish. I probably have 3 to 4 that I'm like, okay, these are the core lifts, let's get after it. Um and then other than that, I feel like when when you've trained as long as we have, I mean, we've trained, you probably tra trained earlier than I have, but like as far as like youth, so like since 7th grade, I mean, we've been working out a lot. And so you kind of just can get into a flow state. You just know what your body wants and you can uh, do accessory lifts that you don't, most people might not have to, to think about, which that's, that's one of the pluses of being a college athlete uh, in general, but um, cool. Uh, you had a couple for him. Yeah. So, so Vinny, I'm going to, I'm going to start this off with a very blanket statement and I just want to hear yes or no. Do you know who Michael Chandler is? Is, uh, he's not the CrossFitter, is he? 
No, so Michael Chandler is a UFC fighter who is soon going to be fighting for like a UFC championship, okay? I just listened, I, a, a little, a, a few days ago, I listened to an interview from Michael Chandler. He's from Missouri, small town in Missouri. Uh, you, being a, a guy from small town Iowa, I, I just want to know if you identify with a statement I heard from Michael Chandler, who's who will be eventually a, a champion UFC fighter. But he's a guy, he's a small guy from a small town taught to do small things. Do you identify with that? Say it one more time. A small guy from a small town taught to do small things. Yeah, I mean, that's... I can kind of feel that one, honestly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a really simple statement. And it, it, yeah, that definitely rings home. Okay. Okay, so I, I'm just curious because, yeah, like I said, I listened to this interview and, and there's, a deeper, there's a deeper point here um, that I want to go to. So he talked about his training regimen in that interview that I listened to, okay? And, and I want to get your thoughts on this because we, I don't, I don't want it to gl be glossed over. He talked about how his, his training regimen can get so mundane as you're training every single day to become a UFC champion or to become the, the absolute best power lifter you can, the best athlete you can be. Uh, all of these things that require intense physical training and intense physical upkeep to, to hold on to that. Does training ever become incredibly mundane for you? And how do you deal with that both physically and mentally? Oh, I mean, I'd be a liar if I said no, but it all comes back to the competitiveness for me. Um, and I'm sure that's any champion. They're probably the most competitive guy. That's why they, or girl, that's why, or team, that's why they, be, that's why they become a champion. I mean, and I mean, getting off topic a little bit, but like even sometimes a guy that might not try as hard still becomes champion. Well, that's still because he doesn't want to lose. <laughs> like, you know, he may not uh, have the best work ethic, but he probably hates losing more than the next guy. So. I think competitiveness is, it's all mental. Once you go in there, as long as you're taking care of your body and, and sleeping enough, eating enough, resting enough, not being out, doing something you shouldn't, um, being on your feet too much, anything like that, you go in there and you know the percentages you got to hit, what you got to do to get better. The body's a machine. You know that. Like It's going to do what it's designed to do as long as you give it what it needs. And then after that, you have that, I kind of that input of lifting weights or whatever it is to make it, make it a, a better machine. Um, but yeah, that, and then just mental game being so competitive about what am I trying to do and what am I trying to win? Uh, who am I trying to beat? Things like that. Beat yourself, you know, kind of comes more, more to that a lot of the time. I think like you got to beat the guy that you saw, you know, yesterday just, and keep doing that. But for me, it's always been that competitiveness is the thing that helps the mental game in the gym. And it's, it's a mundane thing a, a lot of times for powerlifting more than any different, you know, when you're just going in there having fun doing what you want to do to get mm -hmm. better. So when it's a when it's like when it's a Wednesday, middle of the week and and you you've had a, a long start to your week, how do you or or I guess I should say what do you do to bring out that competitive dog in you that it's like I'm going to get in the gym today and like, man, I don't want to go like, I don't want to hit, you know, whatever weight you're back squatting for reps, or I don't want to, I don't want to pull weight from the floor today. That's going to make me sore tomorrow. I don't want to wake up tomorrow sore. What do you have to do or what methods do you use to bring out that inner competitive dog so that it spices up maybe that mundane nature? That's a good question. And I'm going to ask you guys both the same, cause I like that. But, uh, 
for me, man, I um I have a huge imagination, so it's like different movies, you know, that I've seen. I'm Rockies, you know, obviously one of them. You know, any given Sunday, all those different things where it just it you can feel it in your heart type stuff. But music's another thing too, man. That song that you just you know the same thing you feel it down in your soul. But uh, simple stuff like that is is usually the biggest thing for me. I'm a huge quotes person too. Quotes. So, uh, you know, it, it doesn't really have to be somebody successful. It usually is, I guess, if it got famous. <laughs> but a lot of quotes that just, that you feel like maybe in a different lifetime, you had said the same thing without even ever hearing it before. Something like that. You know, Nick Saban's got some some damn good ones that I like to, you know, every now and then just kind of say in my head. Uh, one for me is, it's really simple. It's hard work pays off. You know, Matt Fraser said that. Um, it's been a thing forever. But, you know, he just continually kept winning and he's a crossfitter for anybody that doesn't know matt fraser but he's just working so much more than anybody else was willing to that he just kept winning and it's it's so frustrating for other people to see that because it gets boring the same guy over and over but hey hard work is going to keep paying off and and that's what he you know that's where i got that but real simple hard work pays off i have that hanging up in my gym too and i just stare at that um on the day and said i got a big so stare at that with maybe some rocky music going on in the background maybe some quotes going sit there for 10 minutes and you know kind of just sit, sit in silence i guess people would call it meditate what whatever something meditation like that. yeah that's uh Music, I don't know about you guys, is the one that you, you get that song that you just heard maybe three days ago. Yeah. And it lit you up right away. You got that. You're just going to make it old as fast as you can. <laughs> put it on the back shelf and find it again in two years. But I don't know. Music. What about you guys? Hey, State Street Gang, we're going to steal you away real quick. Uh, Cole, I actually have a couple of promos to run by you. What do you got, Nick? I'm excited to hear. So the first one is our partners over at Driftless Quality Wear actually have a new website coming out, and you can find them at driftlesskualitywear.com. No way. Dude, that's awesome. So how does State Street factor into that? Yeah, great question. So for all the folks that haven't purchased anything on their website, go ahead and prior to checking out, if you enter State Street, uh, you'll actually get a 10% discount off the entire cart. Okay. What kind of things do they have? Do they have like outdoor wear since it's getting cold here? Yeah, great question. And it really is getting cold. So they have crewnecks, long sleeves. I actually got a long sleeve myself, beanies. Uh, they even go as far as camping mugs, which I think that's awesome. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So tell me again how I get this and where I need to go. Yeah, so go ahead and type in State Street at checkout and receive 10% off your entire cart purchase. Cool, man. I can't wait. Let's get back to the show. Thanks, guys. Well, for me, I mean, to be completely honest and, and open with you, man, like I'm a pretty pissed off individual. I'll say that right off the bat. I'm a pretty pissed off and, and, and dark person, or at least I can let myself go to those places. Um, so, you know, I, to, to be very blunt, I think about people who piss me off. And yeah, like music is, music is a great thing, right? Like music is a great thing because there's so many different ways to express yourself through music if you're having to pump yourself up for a work day or if you're pumping yourself up for a, a workout or or maybe if you're you're going into a time of reflection there's music to get you to that level right and so music is a huge driver for me um 
naturally I'm an early riser. So it just kind of works out that I can work out in the morning, but that's just more of a, a natural thing for myself. I know everybody has their own times that they like to be in the gym. They like to be active. They like to be doing certain things throughout the day. But, um, yeah, I, so, so music is a very foundational one, but I think, I mean, to be honest, and I'm being honest with those stage residents, like I'm just a very pissed off person by nature a little bit. I, uh, I, I take things very personally and I try to, it, it's interesting because we're reading a book right now about emotional agility, right? And it, we talk about not bottling things and not letting them come up. Well, I, I do bottle things up and my parents know this about me. Very close friends know this about me. I bottle things up. But then when I'm in the gym and I, I am getting like my physical exercise for the day, I let myself go to those places so that it kind of relieves itself. And that, that pressure that you feel when you do bottle up your emotions or you bottle up, you know, people who piss you off or maybe situations you're going through through life that are just like, frick, man, like, why is this happening to me? Why is it got to be me all the time? That's like getting the short end of the stick with this kind of crap. Um, that's the kind of stuff that like I feed into and, and you don't want to work out pissed off is what I've found. But if you can let that be the thing that ignites you and gets you in there, then that's for me when my passion for just Working out, feeling good after a workout really takes over. Yeah, and I'm going to hop in real quick. Isn't it funny, too, on those days where, like, after the workout's done, you have, like, a complete opposite frame of mind. Like, I'm so grateful for everything. Like, Dude. these problems, you know, maybe if it's because of whatever. It's so minuscule. Like, it, I don't know. Those, <laughs> those endorphins are flowing or something, but the, the endorphin cool how it changes. Yeah, dude, the endorphins get flowing and like the sun starts to shine a little bit brighter and like the trees seem a little bit greener and the food tastes a little bit better. It's kind of that same feeling like after you win a football game or after you win a baseball game or after you ace a test. It's like, and it, and it is all like the endorphins that get going. But yeah, man, like it's those days where it's like, I don't want to get up this morning. And then you're like, yeah, man, but could you imagine if, if so-and-so knew I wasn't working out like the shit I'd get? Or like, man, what about that thing, that thing that person said to you the other day? Like, man, like just let it piss you off. And like, yeah, those are the days, man, that it's like, that, like, this is why I do it. This is when I feel the absolute best. I, uh, I love that. I love that we're opening up about this just because we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but we never like got into why or some of these deeper motivations. Um, I would say I have a, a handful of things. So the first one on a good day, naturally, I'm just a kind of ADHD esque. So I just love moving around, flying around, doing that stuff. Uh, been an athlete my whole life. So it just feels very, I feel so comfortable in that environment to whatever workout I'm doing. Uh, on days that are not so hot, there's a couple things. So, like Vinny said, motivational clips of just like, whatever movie the miracle on ice i watched that not too long ago and i listened to that speech and that just made me want to run through a brick wall you know just stuff like that gets me going music does this as well too but if i really have to summon some shit up i go to it's not that i'm pissed off i think it's like just the the regret of certain things that i've done in my life like a true pain point of like i'm so mad at myself that i did this but i'm going to use that dark energy right now and just move whatever weight i'm going through whether it's a deadlift or even curls or and i'm i'm kind of psycho about that where it's like i get in that mental space i lose track of time and just let all that energy go out but you guys are so right when you're done on those hard days you're every single time you're you're always glad you went in and completed the task rather than forgetting about it and sleeping in a hundred percent agree with that 
Yeah, and it's it's it's. I mean, that's like a it's it's a scientific thing, right? Like you get those endorphins going, like you're naturally going to be happy, and and you can't be you can't be grateful and negative at the same time. And so I'm glad Vinny said grateful because that's so true. Like you cannot be negative, but also, or maybe it's thankful, whatever it is, the, whatever the quote is. You can't be negative and thankful or grateful at the same time. It's it's impossible. Yeah, I mean that's and that's cool. The the cool thing is like you have to earn that. It, it kind of the same thing as hard work paying off. Like there's no way to get to that point unless you go through it. Like there's no yeah. way to cheat that. That's why it's you know there's not a drug that copies it or anything like that. So I mean all you got to do is get that work, and then on the other side, you know you and everybody likes to say that I'm grateful all the time. I'm always grateful. I'm grateful for everything. Every I mean, no, you're not. You're probably a liar. <laughs> like, let's be honest. You, everyone has, right. just as a human, that things get in there. And I think that's what makes us want more. It's kind of designed to not leave us ever just be comfortable for the rest of our lives. We mm -hmm. always want that. And then we get to that space. Well, hey, man, you got to go earn it to get to that, that point where you're grateful. And everything's the exact same. All that changes is an hour and a half. I love but, that. But, uh, hey, like you said, that tree, everything looks nice and bright. I don't know. It's just, it's weird how it's so simple, but. You get, get to the other side. You got to do it. Yeah, you got to earn it. Like you got to go get it. You got no one else is going to give it to you. No one can give you that feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, we're so Vinny. We've taken up like forty five minutes of your time, man. Uh, we've talked a lot of, about a lot of really really good things. The thing though, I am dying to talk about, and and Nick is obviously quarterbacking this, but but I I definitely want to hit on it before our time is done. Is I want to know all about starting your own gym. I want to hear all about starting your own business. I want to hear about the entrepreneurial side. Uh, of Vinny um, and and see these things blend together and, and how it all came together. Absolutely. Yeah. So the gym, um, you let me know if I'm missing like kind of a key detail or in the timeline, but I'll give you a little bit of a breakdown. Um, while I was still in college, um, every now and then I'd work out at a gym back home in Strawberry. Uh, you know, a guy in town owned, guy that I knew most of my life. Nice guy. He owns a hardware shop there too. Does a lot of different things. But anyway, Small town stuff, you know, the guy that owned it. Well, uh, he eventually actually moved it to a different location, um, you know, not too long before I actually took it over. But anyway, he had it in this new location, and I, it was one of my favorite places to go and work out, and it was real simple. Um, but anyway, that's small talk happened one time we were golfing, and I said, you know, Mark, when are you going to sell me that gym? You know, probably when somebody to take it off your hands. And, um, you know, it was funny, and I don't think at the time maybe he was thinking that, but you could tell, I could tell anyway that, well, it wasn't really out of the question. It was, maybe he was waiting for somebody to offer. But anyway, um, we kind of went back and forth a little playfully at first about, you know, well, when are you going to buy it from me? You know, I'm ready. And then eventually I said, hey, uh, I'm serious. I don't know if you are, but let's let's get this thing done. He's like, yeah, I am too. So, you know, we didn't really, he, he's got a lot of business um, experience. So, you know, going back and forth about, what things were going to cost was obviously the biggest thing for me to take over the gym from him. So, um, you know, going forward, we just, we'd email or text back and forth or call or, or, uh, call each other and just talk about, well, what are you looking for, for this? Let's get a real number there. What are you looking for, for this? Um, and then I rent the building from him as well. So that was another thing to talk about, you know, how long, you know, what am I going to pay? Things like that. And it's, um, it's kind of cool being in a small town because it's somebody you trust. I like the guy. Um, I could respect him. So going back and forth, it, was, it didn't even seem like I was starting my own business, to be honest. Like, it's just like talking to this guy. I'm going to give him some money for this stuff. 
and I'm just going to start using this space um, and having people come in. But yeah, so going forward in, in January um, of 2020, uh, it became mine. I bought, you know, wrote the check for the equipment and started paying rent on the building. Um, and so that was one part where I really got lucky. And uh, honestly, I think that's what it takes, no matter where it comes from. Sometimes people don't notice it, but I got so lucky with, he just wanted to basically give up, you know, the building and all the equipment that was in it too. So I didn't have to move anything. And you, I don't know if you guys have ever helped anybody move, but wow, it's it's really not the funnest thing to move stuff. Like it's actually weight equipment, and these doors weren't that big on this building, so all of the stuff that went into it being with, I got so lucky at, um, with this guy. Like timing wise, we were both ready, so I got it for you know a fair price, but also you know he gets somebody to rent the building from him probably forever, um, you know long term anyway, and we both know that we can really trust each other. Um, so yeah, so I took over. January 2020 and just slowly started adding some more equipment, sold some things right away that I knew I just wasn't interested in. So got a little bit more cash just to put into the gym and things that I wanted. So, you know, thank God for Facebook Marketplace, making it easy for a small business guy just to throw a picture up and, hey, somebody's going to come pick it up. How? I don't know. It's so easy and simple that I really couldn't believe just how day-to-day things felt with it. Uh, once again, it didn't feel like I was starting my own business. I, I wouldn't describe it like that at all. It's just almost like having another job on the side and you just had tasks to do every day. And they just led to led to this stuff happening. So it was pretty cool um, experience going through that. And it's something I'll never forget. Because, you know, you guys, you're, you're uh, ambitious. Like, let's say you watch a podcast or something and you see the guy that has this business now that's awesome. Like, yeah. And, you know, you listen to him tell it, but you don't really understand, like, when he's talking about the startup, you're like, oh, that sounds kind of like a different, like, different life. Like, it's going to feel different knowing that I'm going to there. And it's really not. It's just another day in the life, whatever you're doing, and you're just going towards it. So, I don't know. It was cool to just experience something like that that I've seen a lot of people talk about. um, And you always wonder how it's going to be going through it. Definitely memories that uh, I'll really cherish going forward. But... Yeah, so going on now, almost a year and a half, um, slowly just been adding new equipment, adding new members, uh, putting up some some banners and flags, some motivation stuff in there. Got a nice sound system. So that was a big thing for me, and I know uh, for you guys, too, having a, a good sound system to really turn up the tunes on those days. But uh, yeah, what else am I missing? I think well, you... Vinny, I... <laughs> yeah, you, you painted a really good picture. I mean, to be honest, and it's... The best part of everything you said was the fact that it didn't feel like you were starting your own business um, for a couple reasons. One, because that means you're truly passionate about it. I would imagine I'll let you answer that. Are you passionate about it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, because I, at least, you know, I was just thinking about this the other day. I'm like, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I hate working for people. And like, I know up to a point it's necessary, obviously, to get your under you um nick you and i talk about this a lot man that like eventually i want to own my own business and i was i was thinking the other i'm like man that is such a scary freaking thought of like you're 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 betting it all on yourself and and i trust myself just as much you know if, if not i mean i trust myself more than anyone i know my work ethic i know what i'm capable of but it's still a scary thought. It's like, man, like, what does this all entail? There's going to be great stuff, but there's also going to be bad, right? The end goal is something that's very honorable and, and something that is a, is attainable and something that would be great. But the road to getting there is like, man, I'm gonna have to give up a lot. 
I'm going to have to give up a lot of my time, a lot of my, my energy, a lot of my money, a lot of, uh, a, a lot of my, my, my willpower, frankly, just because uh, I'm going to have to will myself out of bed on probably some mornings when it's like, I'm, I'm sick of this. Let me just go work for somebody else. Um, why do you think there's, what, what's the number one reason, passion aside, that it didn't feel like work to you? Oh, to be honest, like, you know, a lot of things are about balance, but you know how you talked about just, just working for somebody else? Well, it helped that I still had a job working for someone else to daily remind me like that I don't like that more than I like, you know, going through that stuff that you all explained, you know, some of the negative yeah. things, I guess you would call them. Or not, not, not glamorous things. I think it's just lack of freedom. Like you have to versus like you get to in some sense uh, on that, like on that specific topic. Oh, for sure. And just day to day, you're getting that feeling that because um, I was still when I started, I was still working at Anytime Fitness when I had the gym going full time as a manager there. So I was in the office every day for, you know, nine hours, um, even during the summers and stuff. And you know, when I would go over and do something for the gym, it's just like, wow, I feel like I'm not even at work now because yeah, I left work to, to do it uh, or on the weekend. So mm -hmm. that was the thing that helped. And then also having a job that I liked on the side, just part time doing working for someone else, because I also got the experience of or the daytime of someone telling me, hey, this is what I want you to do. You know, get this done. You're good to go. Uh, and I'll just have your paycheck each week. Uh, so now I do that. And how simple is that? I show up, do what I'm supposed to do and leave. And then you have the gym where it's a little bit more hands-on and you're making the decision. So the balance was huge for me, I think. And I still do that. I think mostly for the reason of the balance. On a scale of one to 10, you just, you, 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 you piqued my interest with something you said, uh, and, and making decisions on a scale of one to 10, how good of a decision maker are you? Business related strictly. I'm not even talking like we're not talking social life, all that kind of stuff. Business related. How good of a decision maker are you? You know, I don't know. Um, it's kind of a hard question, but I understand. I'm gonna let him think uh, about it. A I gotta bit. rate myself because you asked it. <laughs> uh, say, ask it one more time. What was the on a scale of one to ten? Strictly talking about business decision making. How good of a decision maker are you? There's no right or wrong answer here. Yeah, I would say six, and I'm a six with a lot of good help. <laughs> how about that yeah. okay and i don't know it's just once again going back to being lucky with this gym but having people around me that i knew i could trust just with hey you know just like you guys hey you know what do you guys think about this and i'd get the opinions and i'd kind of throw those around in my head and say well from this different viewpoint how does that look and i knew that at the end of the day it would be me making this decision so i was really comfortable with getting lots of other opinions so i was like mm -hmm. well whatever i like most i'm picking so um, a lot of different personalities in my life too. You know, I, I got my mom and she's, she's great with advice. I got my dad, different advice, but also great with it. And then I got lots of good friends that I, I knew too would tell me, uh, what they really felt about something that I asked them business wise. And so the more opinions, the better. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and, and as we heard at the very beginning of this, a lot of siblings that tell you what you're doing wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only what, seven or eight of them individually? No, yeah, that's know. good. 
State Street residents, do not skip over this. Listen, guys, if you've been following along since the first episode we put out, uh, you know how supportive, how proud, uh, and how amazed we are by Chi-Town Blankets and the work that they are doing um, in the city of Chicago, Illinois, and beyond, even stretching into Houston, Texas most recently. You guys, uh, if you again, if you follow along, you know how proud we are. You know how to donate. You know how to get involved. You know how to find the newsletter, get subscribed to that, so you're staying up to date. Uh, so here, here's all I'm asking you guys. Uh, if you've been following along, you know about all about this stuff. You hear about it every week. Tell a friend. Your work is done. Uh, that's all you got to do. Tell a friend, get them in the know and, and tell them how they can help. Your work is done from there. That's all I can ask. Uh, and you then can skip through this. Uh, if you are listening to this for the first time, go to the website, www.shytownblankets.com. You can donate monetarily by donating blankets themselves. They have an online store that you can pick out blankets that maybe mean something to you, that have a special color, your favorite color, a certain pattern, maybe a certain logo. Uh, it's all through Amazon and it's set up on their website perfectly. Um, and then subscribe to that newsletter. Like I mentioned, get involved, n- know what's happening. Get uh, get in the know and, and stay up to date on all the great things that they're doing, like a $1,000 or a thousand blanket, excuse me, donation that they received recently. Um, and all the growth potential and the growth happenings for Chi-Town Blankets. We love Jack. We love Dom. Uh, and all the folks over there are doing amazing work. So get involved. Help the people of Chicago, Illinois, who are in most need. Uh, and let's spread that throughout the United States. So, Vinny, switching gears, we, we've talked a lot about past. We've talked a lot about present. I want to focus on future for just a few minutes before we talk merch a little bit and, and get to four questions and, and be out of here for the evening. Um, What's your vision for, for, for this, for your gym? Um, and what do you think it could be and what do you want it to be ultimately? Oh man. Um, yeah, that's you know, something I think about pretty much daily, but the future that I want it to be, and I'll show you just how, hopefully you guys can pick this up, how I see it, but just a huge, huge shed, um, starting off is what i want eventually to be able to build so just a giant machine shed you know nice and tall huge uh long enough for at least like a a 50 yard uh, turf field and then um a place you know with lots of different lots of different weights every different type of fitness you guys can kind of imagine all the different ones that go in there but yeah as much open space really as possible too so um that's you know what i see the gym looking like and then as far as what going on there um Lots of different camps and programs, things like that, that uh, you can't really have at some places around just because it's a smaller town. So it'd be a nice place to be able to do that. And then obviously you could have whatever you wanted in the winter as well, as far as wrestling camps, roll out four or five wrestling mats and, and have a good good camp there and a good tournament somewhere close to home where people don't have to travel to. But that's kind of what I see with business going forward. Um, having it just be open to more public things, uh, more pl- to bring people from from farther around and come check it out maybe uh but yeah and then you know really having having this place be um kind of a, a community thing for for strawberry point for the small town stuff just uh you know having a coffee shop in there people can come hang out and just being able to talk to old friends having them come down for workouts on the weekend that's you know what i, I view kind of the fun part of it going forward as far as my future too is having the gym run itself to where i can go up a buddy's rolling through strawberry on a certain day and he wants a place to work out 
well, I can be there. We can get a workout in. We can go grab something good to eat and strawberry, maybe take a cruise through the park and just relax, you know, for a day and, and have a good time. But that's the way I see uh day to day going with it for. Yeah. But yeah. Just, just hearing you, you say that it paints a picture in my brain and I want to relay that to you and, and the people listening. I see. So when I hear you talk about like a big machine shed type thing with, with enough space for a 50 yard kind of turf area, uh, but then obviously weight racks, free weights, machines, the whole the whole deal. Uh, I think it'd be so cool. And let me ask, what what is your gym called? Let's get that out in the open for the State Street residents too. Vinny's Gym. Vinny's Gym. So cool. I think it would be so cool, Vinny, uh, to someday you you get in this big machine shed thing and you've got it all mapped out. It looks beautiful. There's a lot of new stuff going on. The turf laid down perfectly. I think you should do like a rebrand and you can take this advice for what you will. And, and, and this is unsolicited for, for state street residents, for you and, and for, for anybody else, but you should do like a rebrand, right? And you should call it barn town barbell. And it should just be like the spot in strawberry point. I think that would be so cool, man. You got this massive machine shed, big old sign out on the front. And like, it's like, it's a community. It's just popping. You got the whole town of strawberry point in there you know, in the morning or, or after work in the, in the evening, just like getting after it, getting a sweat on it's rocking. It's, it's like this barn that just blaring music. Um, uh, I think that'd be so cool. I can just, I can see that picture in my brain. Uh, and it, and it frankly, it gets me excited. Even the fact, even though like I'm in California right now in Sacramento, Sacramento, California, that would be something like if I come back to Iowa, I want to go check out Barntown Barbell or something like that. I don't know. I think that's a great name. I think that'd be super cool. And I can vividly just picture what it would look like in my brain. Um, let me ask a completely different question along the same lines, futuristically thinking though, what is your potential as an entrepreneur and a person moving forward into the future as a business owner? Oh, that, this is pretty much it. Um, you know, that's a good question. I've had a lot of people jokingly say, when you open in one here, when you open in one there, the answer is, you know, simple, never. It's, I don't know how some people, you know, can, can spread themselves out like that, but I think that would take away from maybe uh, why, why I enjoy it so mm. much right now, uh, having more than one or expanding, I guess you would say. So um, potential-wise with, with me and with that is I'm doing what I want to do right now. Let's keep things rolling consistently as little, you know, problems as possible and, and save up enough money as we go to keep making things better and more exciting for the people that are coming to, to work out there. Um, you know, people, they like change, they like improvements and so do I. So if uh, I can make smart decisions and just keep making, you know, this gym, nicer and better equipped to to fit more people obviously would be a big one right away and uh someplace people liked to go to walk into and work out you know like you talked about what was it barntown barntown barbell i think would be such a cool name vinny's vinny's barntown barbell i like that too and i see like walking in there like everything's wood and like nice finished just that's that'd be that'd be a pretty sweet place and i could see that too like a part of the gym having a different part like more like I talked about kind of the wrestling style. You got the mats up on the sides. You got the mats that can get rolled out there. Having the turf, you know, nice and bright. Got the music going. Uh, guys throwing the ball around, just having a good time. But as long as, uh, you know, things stay stay how they're going, um, I'm kind of where I want to be, I guess you, you could say. And 
that's a difficult question too because i already talked about wanting to make it you know bigger and everything but uh i don't know about ever expanding or, or going going to a different town with it strawberries strawberry point will always be home and seeing people i know every day is part of why i have so much fun doing it sure and you're cha- like you're changing lives man that's like that's what a gym, gym owner gym owner does at the core of it all is they want to make people's lives better and and get those endorphins right like get like get people give people a space to get that endorphin get that feeling that you crave and you love um i know nick wanted to talk merch so i'm going to turn it to nick so we can talk merch with you uh and then uh, i got four questions for you and we'll get you out of here absolutely man well i love that cool i love that path that we went down i wanted to hit that uh pretty heavily um and so let's uh let's roll here vin so you are selling some really really cool merch um out of the gym is this related to like it does it come out of vinny's gym or is it your own personal clothing brand good question no it's um it is through the gym uh and i guess you know why uh i was thinking about that driving over here adulting taxes and stuff like that but yeah it's through the gym um and that was the reason that i started it was the gym because i knew going going into it that i'd only really had this one spot and this special spot so i wanted um friends and and people that you know i i respected and got along with to be able to to have something kind of as part of that opening you Mm -hmm. know that was the reason i did it at the beginning was it'd be really cool to have this buddy that you know i've been friends with since you know second grade to be able to to have a sweatshirt from the first time that the gym opened and, and now it's, you know, I've had it for 50 years or something like that in right. Strawberry, you know, that little, that little story, something like that. It's kind of cool. And people earn it as being part of your life and being there for you, I think. Um, so that was one thing. It was just cool, a, a cool way to be able to reconnect to with some people. Um, gotcha. But yeah, and then it just, um, the, the logo that I, I made, I really liked. Um, and going forward people liked what we were doing with uh the color of the shirts and and the materials you know people had a nike shirt and they liked that so a lot of people got one of those but that all helps having nice clothes to print stuff on i think i don't know about you but sometimes you might get that nice shirt or it has a cool logo on it you throw it on you wash it and it's like ruined you don't know what happened but you can't wear it again because it's literally ruined so it's so um, true but yeah it's a cool couple of logos um actually the press journal and strawberry made for me not that long ago and so i said yeah i'll throw this on some stuff and and uh it made it a lot easier for people to have uh so i'll explain so people don't get confused the first logo was through a different um i took the merchandise to a different company in strawberry they're both in strawberry and then this other place that also prints in strawberry had a couple other logos that they wanted to you know um me to print on stuff so I was going back and forth with those and they were different and that worked out really well to have two different styles and the one place that I started with they get a lot of business so it might take a little bit longer to to order something than have it come back to people's hands say like a month and a half between when you click and put order and then when it actually shows up on your door well this press journal in strawberry is more just like small town pop you call it um and they could get stuff out right away. They'd order it, be in it a couple of days, and then I'd tell them what logo I wanted to print on the front or back. So that worked out really well, just having people that are a little maybe more impatient. They want it now. But, yeah, I got pretty lucky with that, too. There's two, like I said, two places in Strawberry that do a great job, um, really easy to communicate with, and they're right in town, so you can just roll up there and say, you know, what's going on? What, what are we getting next? And uh, it also helped with the clothing 
just having friends and and family that have style. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times <laughs> I'd take a notebook to a friend, have something drawn on there. I, I'd snap it to a, a a boys group that we have with my hometown friends, and snap it and say, "Well, what are you guys' thoughts? Like, what would you change? What do you like about this?" And they'd tell me, you know, their honest opinions, and that's a lot of a lot of where a lot of stuff came from was just ideas on a on a piece of paper because I f- couldn't fall asleep, so I'd get up and draw it, send it to some friends, show it to some family, and well, let's get that made, and and people turned out to really like some of the stuff that they did. So I'm grateful for for that. Yeah, they're uh, it's really really cool the diversity that you have. Uh, some hats, sweatshirts, shorts, um, some more like kind of old older style design too, with like a crew sweatshirt, sweatpants, shorts, all that good stuff. Where uh, if the if the residents are interested, is there a, a link on Instagram or where can they find this stuff at? Um, not really. Uh, the best. I do have a link on Instagram when stuff goes like on sale on a store, which isn't all the time. So easiest way is just to contact me. Tell me what you want. Uh, I'm always open to to new stuff. Like you have an idea of a color or something that would look cool. Hey, let me know if it's cool. We'll we'll get it out to you. And then you can rep it and see if uh, somebody else wants it. <laughs> but yeah. Easiest way is just to reach out to me. And I mean, I got Instagram. I got, I got uh, the Snapchat, the Facebook, all, all the good stuff. <laughs> me is always the best or give me a call my number's on the gym whatever you want perfect perfect um definitely do that guys or at least give uh vinny a little bit of love and, and check it out if you so desire or if you're in strawberry uh get yourself a workout well we have talked on a lot of really fun stuff today let's uh let's turn it to you cole give the five five questions what that's not how it works state street residents four questions i don't know where that comes from i might as well just pass the mic over to you buddy yeah uh Thank you, Nick. So, Vinny, we do it with every guest. You've said you've listened before, so you know this very well. We do four questions with all the guests that come on. Uh, if you're ready, I have my four questions written up, and I can ask you, and, and we can get your answers. Do it. Okay. Would you rather be a dragon or own a dragon? Be. Why? Be a dragon. Oh, they're powerful. King. There's no rules for a dragon. You know, it's a, oh. and when you think about it too, it's a different life. But I don't know how 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 long of an answer you want here. But uh, I mean, when it comes down to a dragon versus whatever, dragon's king. When you say it's a different life, what do you mean? Well, I'm thinking like the Hobbit or like the <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So like fantasy world type stuff. Like you're gonna pick. You're gonna be this guy, this guy, or you're gonna be the dragon. Like I'll be the dragon. <laughs> everybody you know i don't know but okay time out because that 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 that's interesting to me because in a lot of fairy tales the dragon gets slayed so would you want to be the guy that's just getting defeated all the time or would you just be like a total badass dragon man i don't know you gotta die sometime right um but hey live long enough to be the villain or die a hero right so <laughs> that's a good I answer know. i don't know who you're uh, the hero to but the uh the second one i have if there was an adult ice cream truck, so like an adult style ice cream truck that sells something completely different than ice cream, what would it sell? So there's just like a truck that goes around town and it's selling something that is strictly for adults. What is it selling? It could be anything. Anything. I mean, tacos. A taco truck. Okay. Yeah. They have those. What's something like way out there? Okay. Like, okay, I'm thinking like, there's a like you hear oh, the chime of the bells going and it's like shaker cups. Shaker cups mm. 
Baker cups. Yeah, man. Cool Like ones, blender too. bottles? Yeah, like, you know, you see those things at the... I haven't been to the mall in a long time, but you see the like, kiosk at the mall. You yeah. All that cool stuff that you kind of want. I mean, like, I'm picturing basically that rolling down the road, but, like, shaker cups. Like, they might have your name on it, might have, like, jewels on it. I don't know. Like, Plus, you're always losing shaker cups. Oh, yeah. That's true. Drunk. Something's happening. That's true. Uh, number three. What is something that is insanely cheap to buy that you would pay a lot more money to have? Gas. Gas is cheap? Yeah. I mean... It's really affordable for me, isn't it for you? <laughs> well, that and that may be the difference between living in California and Iowa right there. California gas yeah, is like $4 a gallon. Maybe that's why, I don't know, maybe that's why I think that so much is like, hey, you just hop in the car and go here. But I've been to California, been different places, and that's not always the case. Like, Fair enough. Gas it is. You yeah. would pay a lot. So what is the top dollar you would pay for a gallon of gas? That's a good question. Uh, let me throw. Uh, people are probably going to be like, "What? Uh, ten bucks? Ten bucks? Ten bucks? Really? Yeah, I got to fill up the car. Hundred bucks. You know, I got to plan out my trips smart so I don't waste all that because it's a big investment. I don't know. I can see you doing <laughs> that. Fair enough. Last one I have for you. What did you? What is something that you believed as a kid for way too long? You just figured out this year Santa wasn't real. No. That's <laughs> tough. Like I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you here, and, and maybe this will give you a little time got, to think. I got a good one. Okay. No, okay. I, and I, it's tough to admit this, but like watching Rocky, like I thought that was like a real like story, like, but like I know it kind of was based off one. But I yeah. thought like Rocky Balboa and Adrian were this couple like in real life, like somewhere. Right. <laughs> like, all that. But uh, I don't know what age I was when I found it out kind of by myself. But then like, of course, the next time I saw like my older brother, I was like, yeah, like you think that some people think this is real. <laughs> not trying to play it off. And you're like, wait, what? It's not? No, I said that because I just found out. Oh, I don't, want, okay. I don't want to let anybody know that I didn't know that. Like, I got you. I got you. I was going to say my, my thing was like for the longest time, I feel like longer than, than a, a person should not understand this is how to identify your left and your right hand. People like, I feel like I, I, I like as a young person, and this is embarrassing to say, but it's like, as a young person, people will be like, are you left handed or right handed? And I'm like, I don't really know. I would look at my hands <laughs> and like, I, like, I, I don't really know which I am. And maybe that stems from the fact that I eat and write left-handed, but then I throw right-handed. Um, but yeah, dude, I don't know. It's weird. It's that third hand that slips in there every once in a while. That's it's too bad. No, that's wait, wait, wait. Hold on, just a second. You just say you throw right-handed, but write left-handed. Yeah, I'm the same way, except for opposite, left, yeah. throw, right, right. That is interesting. Anyways, 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 we're going down a rabbit hole that we don't need to go down. That's a topic for another day. Um, but hey, Vinny, just really quick, man. Thank you so much for coming on. You, uh, you truly did do us a favor. Anybody that comes on this podcast is doing us a favor. It was an honor to have you. Um, if, if State Street residents listen to the episode, liked, uh, like the episode, they want to find more, they want to know where they can get in touch with us. It is State Street Pod on Instagram and Twitter. It is State Street Podcast on Facebook. 
Uh, and Vinny, I want you, I want to give you the chance to plug any social media you have, whether it be personally or for the gym uh, that you want State Street residents to go uh, follow. Yeah. Um, Vincent Gregory Odeffer is what my name on Facebook is. I think if you get Vincent Gregory in there, I probably should pop up. ENT and then cold long. But I, uh, I do enjoy listening to the podcast and hearing your guys' voices. It makes me feel like we're back in back in band. But yeah, um, thanks again. It was a, It was a blast. Well, I think the uh, the honor was all on our side of the table because you did us a, a huge favor. And now you're a permanent resident on State Street, so you're going to have to f- continue to follow along down the stretch. But it was super cool diving into a lot of these things. Um, for our, our loyal State Streeters, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And until next time, guys. <laughs> <laughs>